Welcome to the Double Deuce Podcast, an amazing show that lasts only 22 minutes and is for you, the listener. So soak it up. So here are your two big beer hosts, Will Averill and Nelson. Hey, Will, hit the timer. And we're in. Welcome, everyone. Double Deuce. It's good to be here. Still. Still. In the backyard. In the backyard with the lovely sounds of Michigan Street, mm-hmm. our, our only accompaniment. Uh, somewhere my wife is calling her father. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're having a conversation. Mm-hmm. We're having a conversation. We're having a conversation. Wherever you are, maybe you're having a conversation. You could be having a conversation with that us. That means you're now part of three conversations. You're multitasking. You're an important person with a the lot to do. property time you know wasn't i building people up for a little while and didn't i forget to do that for a while and now i kind of don't anymore i don't know anyway you're a good person and everything you do is amazing except for that one thing that we talked to you about and we said maybe you but should hey it was a learning that experience off. yeah and to be honest with you 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 honestly don't i don't think thought anybody was seeing what you were doing but yeah we all saw it we did see it. We saw it and we talked about it. And we I decided. mean, the cameras were posted, not like obviously, but still not hidden. The footage is still online. And, it's, um, it's and a, so that's why you maybe shouldn't, you weren't alone. You weren't alone and you're not going to be ever alone again because it's all over, it's all over the internet now. It's a really funny, uh, gif. It's kind of sweet so. though that they'll never be alone again. Isn't that nice? The yeah. power of the internet. You'll mm-hmm. never be alone again whether you want to or not. Speaking of, uh, I've been, I've been still trying to get through The Handmaid's Tale, and I'm not going to talk about it because it's a intensely personal experience for me to try to get through it. It's still depressing. And, uh, Elizabeth. I feel bad. Uh, I haven't gotten around to it just because I feel like I was lagging behind, and then the world got real rough, and I was just like, uh, I don't want to look at this when it is too possible. Yeah. No, I, and I that's. Wait, I want to wait till, till later. Feels like that, and, 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 um, is Elizabeth Moth or Elizabeth Ross? I, 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 I get Moss? that. Moss. Elizabeth Moss. Yeah. She looks way too much Did you like. Say Moth? No, Ross. Okay. Ross. Okay. Maybe it's, it could, I could have said Elizabeth Moth. That would be a great name for a pet moth, be. though. If you had a pet moth exactly. and you're like, this is my pet moth, Elizabeth Moth. You guys moth. can have that if you want. You take that. You run with it. Mm-hmm. Hashtag don't yuck my yuck. Anyway, she looks a lot too much like my sister in this role, uh, yeah. and that freaks me out. I'm like, because ain't nobody want to watch, you know, Sister Dystopia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nobody want to watch Sister Dystopia. I can see where that would be a problem. I just, I mean, it's pretty, It's uh, the whole thing is pretty dark and and, mm-hmm. and extremely depressing and extremely awful and, like, remarkably close to kind of how things could be. It's just, just a few things fell in line in slightly different ways. Yeah. And, and yeah, and then, it, then you know, Elizabeth Moth uh, looks, looks like my sister. And mm-hmm. so it's like, ew, ew, this is a dystopian future I don't want to visit. Remember that that's uh that's a kind of, that that'll happen. You can't suspend the disbelief. It's no, like, no, it's like a weird thing. It's like our friend uh like I remember Cole Cotton was like, I can't watch Boogie Nights because Julianne Moore looks too like my mom. And I was like, That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. That's true, actually. I didn't even she think does. about that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah I hadn't thought of it either. Wow. I'm gonna have to go back and watch Boogie Nights again. <laughs> okay. Ah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so what were we, do we have any corners to talk about today? 
I mean, we were going to talk about we we saw Spider Man last yeah, week. We, we were, did. We, we we decided we should wait a week to talk about it because that way we can spoil it if we feel like it. But we better we better just much. say like spoilers here. Yeah, we're going to spoil it in case there there are. Uh, yeah, I think you yeah. know what? Even if we don't, just assume we did. Yeah, because I don't want to. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to go back in and the be like, The good news oh, is we're, we're only going to talk about it for two minutes. <laughs> yeah, probably not for very long. Yeah, we'll see yeah. how long it goes. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, go see it. If you care, go see it. And you've had a week and a half at this point. Yeah, well, in fact, why haven't it. you seen it already? This is really but on you. you. But this if is you not care, on us. you know, hit this one later. This That's is not fine. on us. I mean, maybe you were sick or something. Or maybe you, like, were part of an experiment where they, they trapped you in time. Yeah. Uh, froze you for, but only, like, for uh, two weeks. But I feel like even after you get out of that, you should be like, oh, shit, Spider-Man came out. Yeah, well, I mean, go, why are you to listening to this and not a Spider-Man? Yeah, yeah like, yeah. Go, go see it right now. Yeah, and exactly. Then, and then exactly. listen. You know, th- this one reminded me so much of why Spidey was, like, my favorite character, mm-hmm. like, as a kid. Because just, like, the, the swooping around mm-hmm. on webs, like, the fun of web leaping mm-hmm. was back. And I think they've taken that for granted in a few of the different incarnations. Yeah. I like Tom Holland. I like the way he plays it. I love the, the age and the setup and mm-hmm. the, the kind of enjoying the, the sort of teenage Tom well, I feel Flurry. like they really... Cause I feel like Bendis' Ultimate Spider-Man informs all the movies that have happened, but I feel like they're leaning into it in that you know what he's gonna he's gonna be in high school. Like we don't need to, yeah, we don't need him to all of a sudden be in his twenties. Like we're right. gonna roll with this. Yeah, I was like Bendis' Ultimate Spider-Man never graduated high school. He was still in high school the whole time, the whole run. <laughs> right, right. I just, I it just to me, and the fact that like. He does things that are very human, makes mistakes mm-hmm. that are very human and understandable, and also is like, I'm things just, just don't to go have, his way. I'm just like, trying to have Certain my things do, but a lot of things don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's not like the forces that are, that are aligned against him are particularly mm-hmm. uh, adept or superhuman. I mean, it, it's... I mean, nah. like, uh, Mysterio's got some, some it's, cool it's all stuff. Very, it's all very human. It's, it's all... Yeah, especially being able to spoil... Going into it, I was like, fucking Mysterio's tricking people because that's what Mysterio does. So right. I was just like waiting to see, like, how are they doing that? Like, what avenue are they taking? And I thought yeah. it was kind of interesting that it was, especially in this thing that was a uh, kind of remembering Iron Man's memory since he sacrificed himself and Peter was close with him, that it's all disgruntled employees of his, <laughs> ex-employees mm-hmm. of his, that are kind of out for revenge and to get rich and powerful themselves. <laughs> I kind but of enjoyed. Are like super smart in their areas, but just not very bright <laughs> as humans. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of a delightful, uh, delightful premise and they pull it off. And I think that, that, you know, there's mm-hmm. some that cool things. That cliffhanger ending is, is bonkers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm interested absolutely. to see what comes of that. It was worth, uh, it was worth sticking around till the, uh, to the very end for mm-hmm. it too. Yeah. For sure. For sure. But definite, I give it. I like I give the J.K. It. Simmons that they brought him back to be J. Jonah Jameson because I don't think anyone else can be that guy now. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> He's going to have to die before that part gets recast. Yeah. So I was having a conversation <laughs> with Jack on the way home and we couldn't remember. Excuse me. We couldn't remember because we're both only Fairweather, like, comic book fans. Mm-hmm. Did he work for the Daily Bugle Spidey, or did he just sort of yes. keep having... He worked there. Okay. He was a... Basically, um, in, like, regular continuity there through, yeah, when his, like, time as... is I think from the time he's in high school, even up through, like, in grad school, 
he would take pictures of Spider-Man because it was easy for him to do. Although a lot right. of it was like just setting up cameras. And so he worked as a photographer basically there. Gotcha. And then gotcha. in Ultimate Spider-Man, he like ran their website basically because he was like a, a smart Oh man, kid. somebody must have felt really clever about it. Uh-huh. Spider-Man. But it was like 2000 <laughs> at that point where it's like, <laughs> and so yeah, he's like a 16 year old kid who's a genius. So, <laughs> right. so like he's just trying to get a job because he wants to kind of the Superman angle of like, this would be a good place to get intel on things that are going on. Yeah. And then he's like, I could do this. And yeah, then he I, tries to sell pictures and like these are garbage, but then he the like, website's crashing and he's like, Here's how you fix that and they're like, You got the job, kid. <laughs> <laughs> I do I do like the uh the, the, the continual callback to I'm just a friendly neighborhood Spider Man, mm-hmm. like like really keeping him in sort of that. I level do like that, but I do like, like some Nick Fury's bitch please, you've been to space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which that yeah, yeah that last <laughs> Nick three, but at the very end, like, who's got my shoes? <laughs> one, one of my favorite bets. It's just walking out. <laughs> I like uh, that. I like that they're throwing more. They're bringing some scrolls into the mix. I'm thinking. I'm thinking the next bigger thing is going to be Kree Scroll War. I think yeah. it's going to be the next like Avengersy thing that happens. That's my call. Is that? I'm, I'm guessing a... it'll get set up, and it, it's like a classic '70s like Avengers story. Okay, okay. And I've been thinking that they might Secret War, or sorry, Secret Invasion it, because that's kind of some scroll type stuff. But the way they're working this, it doesn't quite make sense. And I'm like, I bet they, I bet they do that bit. I yeah. bet they do that war. Because then you can Secret Invasion later. Well, there you go. There you go. And I'm guessing from now on they won't be doing, like, 20 movie arcs quite as much. I bet they (laughs) they wrap things up a little bit faster. Like, start them out in, like, an individual movie or two, or get the ball rolling and then have, like, a movie or two to do the thing. So we were going to creep on over from spoiling Spider-Man for everybody. It was good, though. I dug it. I don't know if you said that. Yeah, I I think we we give it, like, go go see it. Not, like, one of my favorites, but a fucking solid. I love Spider-Man. It's a solid-ass Spider-Man movie. It's a lot lot of fun. I got to say that the the, the new Spider-Mans are are some of my, are up in my my top tens. Mm -hmm. You know, I I really like them. I don't know. It's something about the the anarchic spirit of it that Mm -hmm. reminds me a little of, like, uh, you know, it's kind of similar stuff with Thor Ragnarok. They're taking some chances. They're mm-hmm. taking some risks. They're making these characters. Well, I like how you have the Russo brothers became like go-to directors, and I like it, who you know have some community ties. And like, uh, it's like community Rick and Morty writers are the ones writing those Spider Mans. Yeah, it's like yeah. Chris McKenna. And I can't remember the other huge name. That's where. That's where I knew. His, I knew mm-hmm. I knew his name from something. I'm like, oh yeah, it's that's. Chris McKenna from Community. Cool. I also wonder, because I know Harmon talks occasionally about, like, doing punch-up passes on things. Yeah. Early. I wonder if they were like, hey, throw a couple jokes in here for <laughs> us, please. Wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me. Like, I know he hasn't ever talked about it, but I know that that's happened. Um, Sorry, we were moving on, but I was like, on. I don't think we, we never gave a judgment call. So we're going to talk a little bit about Stranger Things, which yeah. is now has been on your your uh, Netflix for about the, about the same amount of the time. Same amount of time. So why haven't you watched it yet? If, it's only if we eight spoil episodes. It, it's quick. I, watched, I haven't seen the whole thing, so you, so you actually have I to watched, be careful. I got high and watched the whole thing for Fourth of July. That nice. was my Fourth of July. I'm, I've watched three episodes, maybe four. I can't remember. Maybe three and a half. Maybe three and a half. Oh no, I watched three and a half because I fell asleep halfway through the, mm-hmm. the last one. That's Jack accuses me of doing that. I think, it's prob- I think it probably happened. Yeah. I think it probably happened. I'm going to say it's a fair cop. I, I don't have any reason to doubt her on that. I mean, you know. What, why you would certainly you? certainly have no proof. 
I don't have any proof, and if I did, I would I would definitely use it. Um, so my thinking on the whole thing is, I like it better mm-hmm. than in the second than season. the second season. Yeah, you mentioned about a little I, bit. I beforehand. feel like it's it's they. I think it's tighter. Yeah. a little bit. I I like. I liked getting some backstory. I liked the idea in that second season of there are other kids with other powers, and I feel like that's an interesting thing they can get back to at some point. But I felt like she was kind of disconnected from everything because she was looking in the past. I like the three groups they've set up in this one. Yes, (laughs) yeah, three groups of people doing stuff. (laughs) They've got a fun team, especially the fucking the scoops crew with with Steve (laughs) and the new girl whose name I can't ever remember because they don't say it a ton. And Dustin, and then and Lucas's little sister Erica. Yeah, that's a tight crew. I do like what I do like the playing around with the end of childhood and what did Mm -hmm. you like? You start to get girlfriends. What you think was gonna true, happen? Yeah, they're, they're getting, they're getting older. And reminiscent of uh, rem- reminds me a, a little bit of uh, uh, Stand by Me, like uh-huh. that sort of like we're having one last adventure before we're all gonna be grown up. Well, there's uh, always I feel like they they do a nice job of having a certain amount of emotional stakes between these kids, and I like how, and especially it's progressing here. The uh, this idea, that, yeah, that they kind of are into different things now. Yeah. And, Especially like Will, I know, is feeling left out because that dude probably he went through some shit. <laughs> he did. He uh-huh. did. And now I he was... just wants to play D and D. His friends have girlfriends. They don't care. And he went so far as to dress up in a little mage's outfit. Yeah, that was a little like office style, painful to watch. Yeah, bit, really... they were like, "Okay, man, <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know." No, this is too much, man. This is too uh-huh. much. We're just we're just trying to be cool now. <laughs> but I thought again, sort of fitting with that that mm-hmm. time frame because I remember those. I remember distinctly that sort of era of going from like because I had my little nerd cabal of like Zeke Toller and Richard yeah. Toller and that that group of guys that we played D anD D and we hung out all the time and we we used to like call each other and make up like role playing games that we could play on three way connections on the phone and stuff and then you know then suddenly Richard moved away and he mm-hmm. got a and then and he got a girlfriend and then like I I started I, I had to go to a different school and so I didn't see Zeke as much and it just sort of like all went its separate ways yeah and you don't really realize how like tight those friendships are and how many good times you have until you don't have them anymore. Well, it's definitely that, like, from that end of elementary school school to junior high to high school, like, shit's just changing. Yeah. Hanging out with different people. You get into different stuff. I do like, though, too, I feel like it's a nice progression for that Eleven character who are in that second one. She's kind of figuring out where she came from, and I like in this one, I like that she's making friends with Max. I like that that is an extension of her figuring out who she actually is beyond being a superhero who saves the world and Mike's girlfriend. I like that idea. Mm-hmm. And that he has to also realize by the end that her life more than just her life with him. The one weak link is, well. I, feel, I feel like, I feel like the chief is, is, is sort of a little lost in, in what's little, going on. And I mean, he, gets, he gets tighter as it moves along okay. in the season, I'll say. That's good. The, uh, the him and the him and Joyce team up gets better. Cause they go, I can't remember that dude's name. That kind of character actor guy who plays the crazy, uh, like underground reporter guy from the second season. Cause they oh, go, yeah, they yeah. go meet up with him. Oh, okay. As the season goes along, that side guy's back. And I appreciated that. Nice. I think I also appreciated it cause it doesn't come up, but there's the, you know, in season two, he's dealing with the sexual tension between like her son and his would be girlfriend. And now he's dealing with hers and the chief's sexual right, tension right. is a big point. 
Um, I, I, I do like the, uh, the early, early days. And again, this is where I haven't seen the whole thing yet. Mm-hmm. So I do like the early days of like the body snatching and the mind playing. And yeah. I, you like, got some body snatching going the, on. You got some, cause the Russians have shown up by yeah, halfway through three. Yeah. I like they were red dawning a little bit. I like that we've done bad guy Russians because <laughs> right. it's 84, or 85. Yeah, right. So let's have some bad guy Russians. I, and yeah, it's good to get back to it. It does make you almost uh-huh. feel nostalgic for the, for the, like the old days of red dawn and the bad guy Russians. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And the James Bond movies that were still cool because it was as easy to kill Russians as it was to kill Nazis. I mean, mm-hmm. they were they were real similar in how terrible they were. I think it's hilarious, like that this is coming out on the back of Chernobyl. It's mm-hmm. like <laughs> two very distinct viewpoints on uh, on eighties. Uh, I like too. They've got the, the big, like tough Russian guy who's clearly. Like, just going around enforcing shit and killing dudes, and then you've got the Russian, like, military guys. Right, right. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a nice setup. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the whole thing. I like to, I feel like they raise a lot of the danger stakes in this third one as they keep, like, moving things emotionally forward with these characters. I think they, you know, I'm not, I won't get into that since you haven't seen things, but. Yeah, I would say don't, don't, don't ruin it for me. Like, but. it's a bigger. They, there's more crazy shit kind of going on. It's not just like one monster or a gate thing. Like bigger stuff's at a foot. And nice. I also like they do a good job of helping to rehabilitate their villains. Right, right. Because <laughs> I feel like that first season, Steve just kind of a douchebag, and then at this point, he's like looking after these kids and <laughs> fighting monsters and stuff. Right, and right. I feel like they do a good job. I won't get into it, but, like, Billy getting possessed, I feel like they do an interesting thing with that character by the end okay. of it. Okay, Cool. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to watching the end of it. Mm-hmm. If you haven't started it yet, what are you thinking? It's get only eight episodes, get man. It's not that long. Oh, man. So, uh, my uh, version of the uh, Odyssey is going up probably... Oh, it'll probably be the... Uh, may have gone up, actually... Just this weekend, uh, I think, by this point. Yeah. Um, goes up the 23rd, 24th, Where something is like it? that. Uh, what's, the, what's going on? At the Lawrence Arts Center. Uh, yeah. As part of Summer Youth Theater. Oh, all right. Yeah, they're doing a, the junior high cast is doing, um, it's called, uh, the, the Odyssey, uh, as performed by the Peloponnesian Midwest Third Place Regional Choir. Okay. Of course. Uh, yeah, and it's all so about. So it's kind of like a, like a, like uh, uh, like community playhouse kind of theater version, but it's well, it's basically like it's like the idea is that it's the course, mm-hmm. like like because in 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 the history of things, they mm-hmm. they used to have day long festivals where courses would the earliest playwrights would write the entire play for courses, mm-hmm. and the courses would have the strophes, which were the main parts, and the anti-strophes, which were the mm-hmm. sort of counterparts, and, but it would all be done as a choral recitation. Mm-hmm. And then Thespis was the first one, who, according to myth, Thespis was the first one to step out and say, oh no, I'm actually going to act out one of these roles. So the idea is that, that uh, Thespis, uh, the, it's the Peloponnesian Midwest Regional third place choir who always gets mm-hmm. third place out of three. So, he, so he's kind of like, guys, we should play to our strengths. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're like, not as good at singing, but maybe we can He's act like, he's like let, me, let me start and be the role. Like, unless Bad News bears this motherfucker. Let's yeah, to our strength. exactly. And so one by one, they sort of step mm-hmm. down and they discover mm-hmm. costumes and sets and props and mm-hmm. all that. And it's 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 very goofy and, and hilarious. Um, but uh, 
it's, it's it, I guess it will have just happened. So okay, uh, I think this is oh this was last week that it was. I, in, I think so. What weekend are we on here? Uh, this is Doctor Who time travel nonsense. This is uh, it's the fourteenth today. Right. So this is coming out, not the fourteenth that we're recording it. Oh, so it's for yeah, no, so it's next week. So go okay. see it. It's uh, on uh, on Saturday and Sunday. It's going to be a bunch of junior high kids cracking jokes, and it's kind of fun. But the guy who wrote it, uh, he, uh, or sorry, the guy who, who directed it, a guy named Daniel Brooks. Oh, so you wrote it, right? I wrote it. I wrote it. The guy who, who directed it, the guy who, who wrote it's a genius. The guy who directed it, uh, did a production of the Iliad, a uh, one man version of the Iliad that I saw today. And that was yeah. pretty terrific. That's cool. Uh, and unfortunately there's not a, another installment of that. That was kind of a one off at the art center. Um, but it was 95 minutes when show doing the Iliad and he did a whole bunch of the story, mm-hmm. um, in a way that, you know, one man shows can very often be really kind of ass clenchy. This one was good. This They're hard. Good. It's a real high wire act. It, it really <laughs> is. It really like is. And it's a, it's a lot of time to spend with one human being mm-hmm. and it has to be pretty driven and the script has to be pretty good to follow it. And I'd say that it could have stood to have lost a few minutes, mm-hmm. but it was overall very, very, very good. So, uh, I look was forward it, to Was it a straight 90 minutes or was there an intermission? Uh, it was straight 90 minutes. Just like, it's like, straight 90 minutes is also a harder set when it's theater. I feel like yeah. there's that. I, I know movies now are all like two hours plus, but I yeah. do feel like in theater you're that much more present and engaged because it's all happening right there. Right, it feels <laughs> you feel bad like getting up to go to the bathroom exactly through. Whereas, uh... and also just like your focus. Yeah, I feel like you yeah. have to focus more in a certain level. Yeah, but I it, don't know. He, he's a good. Uh, he he directed. Uh, he directed. Another one of my plays, uh, two years ago, mm-hmm. he directed, not Hamlet and Zombies, but, um, oh shoot, which one did he direct? Anyway, he directed one and he did a really nice job. He, he caught the humor of it. Mm-hmm. He's a funny guy. Uh, I hope that he, um, I hope that, that, that it goes well. I'm looking forward to seeing it. You should all go see it. Yeah, it's, it's next the, week from the week that this comes out. Next week from the week that this comes out. What's it called again? It's called, uh, The Odyssey. Uh, by Thespis and the Peloponnesian Midwest Regional Third Place Choir. Or just the Odyssey, really. Okay. You can get the ticket if you just say the Odyssey. I think when that was our signal. We're getting bit to shit, so I think we should go in. Guys gotten chewed on a little. Mm-hmm. Outside. Summertime. Summertime. Living is not that easy, because mosquitoes. Yeah, real bad today for some reason. Real bad. Yeah. Oh, we were out last night. Not yeah. this. Not this. There's also air moving. Maybe that had something to do with it. Yeah, fucking air. Once again, air fucking bites us right in the ass. Hashtag Kansas problems. Bites us right in the ass. Double deuce. Double deuce. This has been Double Deuce Podcast. If you thought the intro sounded bad, this outro sounds even worse. Thank you for listening to the Double Deuce Podcast. We'd love it if you wanted to get a hold of us and let us know what you thought. You can reach us at doubledeucepod at gmail.com. Catch us on Twitter at doubledeucepod or Facebook, Double Deuce Podcast. Yeah, and also you should uh, subscribe and you should rate and review and things. I hear that's good stuff to do and it makes us feel good. And on the inside. Yep, and the outside. Both. I was walking with a limp, and then Rob Schulte left us uh, a nice review one time, and then my leg was healed. I threw my crutches to the ground, and I was healed because of your love. Give me your love. I need to eat your love and grow strong. Double deuce.